Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back and uh, a couple of announcements. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be doing a daily, a daily kind of a email blast to talk about the uh, contents of the show. Uh, one of the announcements is my son Matthew has his own show now over at BBS Radio on Saturdays for two hours and two weeks from now. He'll be doing a show on Revolution Radio. And by the way, we rebroadcast our show on Revolution Radio every day. It's a day late, but it's from 12 to 2 uh, Eastern Time, so the show is playing over there on Revolution Radio. And then Matthew's show, I converted to YouTube also, and he's doing really well there. He His show is called The True World with Matthew Deagle, and he's got a chip off the old block, and he has his own viewpoints, which is good, because whatever viewpoints, you should try to defend them and base them on science archaeology, history, uh, linguistics, etc. <clears throat> and uh, I always en- enjoy really good questions because I tell people, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to change your worldview, whether it's your view that think you're comfortable about your current financial status, which is why you should be doing a latte a day program uh, with carrot bars. In other words, don't have a latte, get carrot bars. And why you should feel comfortable about the fact you've nearly paid your mortgage off and you have a pension fund because the world economy is ready to crash and burn. It's almost like, you know, Northern California before the fire started, you've got tinder between the trees. You've got situations where they haven't been actually doing fire uh, remediation to literally put uh, fire retardant on the treetops or cut lines in the ground so the roots can't spread fire. And as a result, when things get like this, which is nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere that increase the risk of fire, and you have fire pyromaniacs in the globalists that want to have a fire in Northern California by putting a blocking eye out in the North Pacific for the last seven years since Fukushima Daiichi happened, uh, you can't but expect Northern California to pop into flames and a quarter million acres disappear in a firestorm. Well, same thing, a firestorm's come to the world economy, and I can tell you uh, when the natural and supernatural converge, and I can tell you I get tons of newsletters from top people like Gerald Salenti and others, and Mark Weiss, who actually has all these cycles going back 4,000 years, I can tell you uh, my dreams since the 1st of October have been violent and super real, <clears throat> and I can tell you they're not like, you know, like just a nightmare dream. They're almost like what I've got a dream like, Take this seriously. The dream is almost happening very similar or different perspectives on the same issues. And I see 
three things I see happening, particularly in the next year. Firstly, we're going to have a major earthquake probably within the next year and a half in Northern California. Number two, Mount Vesuvius is going to blow off Italy. It's already been rumbling like crazy. So with science and dream states converge, you have to start taking seriously. Not necessarily that it's prophetic or you got an exact date, but you know something's close. And the third thing is we're going to have an economic downturn. Uh, the Jenga sticks are being pulled. And, of course, the globalists want to push us globally toward a global currency control system the Bible calls the mark of the beast. And it'll be in steps. It'll be nasty, ugly steps. But I guarantee you that between now and 2018, the fall of 2018 with the midterm elections, there's going to be a nasty correction in the economy. And, of course, it's my guess that Trump will get his tax reform back through now, which means it's even more guaranteed that the globalists are going to pull the Jenga stick of the economy. So if you're not involved with carrot bars, whatever money you have in your pocket, it's like sand that will run between your fingers. You ever seen? It would be funny to actually see a video where you're holding dollar notes in your hands or rubles or whatever, and all of a sudden those notes turn into sand, and you try to hold on to it and it falls between your fingers. That's what's going to happen. And people don't get this, do they? It doesn't matter if it's in a bank account or in your vault or underneath your, your bed, or it doesn't matter if it's in securities or you're, you're, you're partially paid off your mortgage or in a pension fund. Those dollars or any fractional reserve currency is going to go bye-bye. And you can look at examples of it. The uh, explosion of Bitcoin. I mean, uh, they're now talking about Bitcoin hitting, hitting half a million dollars. Like, you've got to be kidding. So these cryptocurrencies are exploding because the powers that be and people that take it seriously are completely freaked out. Now, that this contagion is going to spread. And it's my feeling that the globalists had three options. Option number one, let's assassinate the character of Donald Trump so he doesn't get elected. Or let's do things like in the park in, in, in uh, uh, New York City. We'll actually do a proxy assassination of the of the guy we don't like, Donald Trump. Not because he was wonderful as the as the apprentice, but because he's opposing us, the global cyber gods of Earth. And number two, they could um, impeach him. And now the Democrats are so crazy; they're trying to talk to psychologists about the Twenty Fifth Amendment. They're trying to say we don't like Trump. He's so bad; he's got to be insane. Okay, because he's not a Democrat, obviously. <laughs> actually, he was for most of his life. He was a Democrat. And then, and the third thing they can do is they can yank the economy. And guess what? When Trump actually gets these tax things in to really boost, it's going to be the biggest tax break in American history. The economy, is, which has already taken off like a rocket, I think the Dow hit 23,000. The only thing they can do now is to pull the Jenga stick of the economy. And it's going to happen before the 2018 because if Trump gets his tax reform, even if he only gets part of the health care thing fixed so it's cheaper to buy premiums, He's going to sweep through and probably get at least a 60 majority in the Senate. He'll probably gain a number of seats in the, in the House. And that means he's going to have a carte blanche. He's going to have a white card. Anything he wants to do in terms of his agenda, he'll have no more people like, like, like Bob Corker popping, that's a good term for him, popping off at the mouth today and seeing that he shoot off his stupid mouth as a leaving Republican whining about the fact that if he ever tried to run, rerun in the Senate, uh, he'd probably get knocked off by a Trump affiliate. So the fact is, they're absolutely terrified that Trump will be in 2018, number one, have a clear carte blanche, but 2020, they won't be able to put the Hildebeest in, or a proxy like uh, Kamala Harris, or some other monster that will do their bidding. So, the globalists are completely freaked out. It's like a wild beast that's got a mortal wound, and they're, gonna, they're growling and snarling and trying to bite you. But they're dying. Okay? Uh, so, 
That's what's happening. Now, if you think that because you've paid your mortgage down you got a pension fund, you're a blithering idiot if you don't get into carrot bars, honestly. And this is meant to be insulting because even if you have a portion of your wealth into it, uh, I remember the statement made by, uh, by Pete that a people card, or they call it a Volkswagen in Germany, would cost one gram of gold. 22 loaves of bread would cost a gram of gold back in the 1930s when the economy had just uh, been hit with the Great Depression. But the fact is that same gram of gold will buy the same number of loaves of bread. And pretty soon you're going to see gold rise so fast, and it's almost certain because the yuan five years ago backed by gold, which is a private internal currency in China, one month ago, the IMF gave them the special drawing right, the SDR. And I don't know how many people know what the SDR it means. It means it's moving toward back in the yuan as a, at least a part or a major player in a bicameral economic system where the Fed Reserve note, the U.S. dollar, and the Fed Reserve system based in Europe is not the only one that has the SDR special drawing right. This is serious stuff, isn't it? So... If you don't get involved, so this is first either why. Why do I want to get involved? Because the house is coming down. <laughs> and number two, how to do it? Simply sign up, get a package, get five to 20 people that you want to share and say, this is a gold saving club. It's not necessarily Armageddon yet financially. It's a time to save gold and buy the gram, which anybody can do, even your, your housekeeper, your, your, your retired uh, accountant, your dentist, uh, whatever, anybody can save a gram of gold or two grams a month in a care bar card. Anybody. And then we got the care bar cash now, so it's actually physical notes with security in them. And these are in a travel LBMA certified vault, which means you can certify they're not, uh, what is, what's the other metal? Tungsten, I think it is, is one that has very similar specific gravity to, uh, right. to gold, which they discovered, by the way, a ton of tungsten bars in the Hong Kong uh, vault back about four or five years ago and that's a lot of money <laughs> you know billions of dollars of gold that actually was tungsten bars covered by a little thin coating of gold that was crazy when they cut through and realized uh oh we got scammed mm. yeah so um if they don't need this warning literally i don't know what else to say to you i mean i've had some people that wait a year or so and they said you know if you'd done this a year and a half ago you'd be laughing now You'd have a network, and we send you people so that people, because we have a dynamic network, we have radio shows, we do video podcasting, our branch of care parts is very dynamic. We have people that are on other branches, and they move to ours because they say, you're going to send me a lot of people, aren't you? Of course we are, but you have to work your own network. You can't just sit there and think, well, I'm going to make money by just sitting here. No, you need to share it with people, and if you do it an hour a day, five days a week, you're going to build a network in six months, three months, you're going to have free gold, and in a year or two, you're going to say, Whoa, I'm ever glad I did this. So when we come back, we're going to hear from Jim Deal. If you don't think financial, uh, i say the Jenga stick is about to be pulled, I got news for you. All the newsletters, Gerald Salenti, etc. Tell us. Fully cooked, ready to. So, uh, I don't know how people realize the dire warning. Uh, the dire warning is 2018 is going to be a 666 year. It's going to be a year when a lot of bad things are going to happen. Uh, there's going to be a major challenge. It's not that Trump has got this wonderful personality because he's a, he's a, a how can I, a heartwarming guy, but he's got, a, he's got an ego as big as a galaxy. Uh, I don't see him as an evil man. I see him as a patriot and so on. 
but he's a high-level white hat mason who is trying to do right for America, and he's very patriotic. I mean, there's no doubt in the man when he talks about the flag and, uh, and so on. But I don't think people understand he hasn't got real true insight. If he did, we'd be using space-based weapons technology to move those superstorms off the planet, off the coast, and he'd be using space and other technologies to turn off these weather systems that are causing us to have, you know, firestorms in Northern California or the coming superquakes that are going to hit. We've had, I talked to one of my scientists, buddies just before the show, and just in the last month we've had over 600 earthquakes in California. There's going to be a superquake next year in Northern California. That's not open to discussion. That's going to happen. So if you're living in the San well, Francisco area, you better get the hell out of there. Because that's super well, they're, talking about, they're talking a lot more about Yellowstone, too. I've been reading more articles. Right. Now, now, let me tell you about Yellowstone. Okay, so this is something I'll insert in this, this program. Yellowstone, if it blows, and it did about 750,000 years ago, it wasn't blowing because the caldera blew up because of, uh, of magma. Because it's an open pit of magma. It's the largest magma super volcano on the planet on land. Now, for every volcano on land that's a large caldera, there's 90 in the oceans. Did you know that? 90. Mm-hmm. The ratio is 90 to 1. Now, they're not as big as, as the one up in Yellowstone. The real danger with Yellowstone is not the volcano at all or the caldera. That's not the danger. The danger is the water stored in the lake above Yellowstone that it gets down there because it's superheated steam that when it explodes will throw magma into space. It's going to be that big an explosion. People don't realize that water is the primary thing that actually lowers the melting point of rock, even that drives earthquakes and volcanoes. And the thing that drives ringwoodite to release the nascent oxygen and hydrogen is gravity waves from deep space. And they won't tell you this, but I've had Monday the program experts. He had a camera large millimeter array last year, a year and a half ago, announced the reactivation of the gravitonic wave, wave telescope that's transnational. And we now know that the dwarf star called Nibiru Heraclobus, the Death Star, or the Dragon Star, is in the Oort cloud, 0.73 light years old, and its gravity waves are directly affecting the sun and the inner planets, increasing volcanism, earthquakes, and changes in the coronal mass activity of the sun. Now, people don't understand what that means. It means really, really bad stuff's going to happen. Just like Jesus said in Matthew 24, earthquakes and volcanoes are basically increased before the time of the end. Guess what, people? It's going to get ugly. Tsunamis, we have the Cumbro Viejo is acting very active across the Azores. The uh, sea mount off of Naples and Mount Vesuvius is ready to blow, which is probably going to happen next year as well. Uh, people aren't getting out of harm's way, financially or otherwise. They're just not getting out of harm's way. It drives me nuts that people don't listen. They don't even ask tough questions thinking they almost run from the possibility they might have an answer, and that's one of the biggest frustrations I have is that people won't call in, and I'm going to give the number again, 877-317-6432. They won't call in because it's not just they don't want an answer. They're afraid that if there's an answer, they might have to do something. <laughs> that's, that's amazing to me. It's like, are you kind of kidding? It's like getting out of the way. If you're a deer and you're in the headlights of a Mack truck, you might want to step on the side of the road so you won't be hit. But people don't get it. They think, well, I got my house paid off. I got a mortgage. I got a pension fund. So what? You know? Uh, are you a prepper financially? You better be. You know, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what else to say. I, I really don't. Tell, tell us what your plan is. How do you how, how do you move from once you convince somebody, it's easy. You, get, you know your customer documents. You make a list. You play the sizzle call. You sign them up, and you say, look, do you want to join the club and start saving in gold? It's that easy. Right? Yeah, I, you know, no, it, it's... 
we've had this conversation many times, and the, the bottom line is, I don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people of anything. I just found, for whatever reason, if they're not hearing it, they're not hearing it. Now, if they show me potential, I stay in contact with them, come back to them. But I think, I think the biggest challenge in our country, there's a little history behind Carrot Bar that most people don't know. The reason Carrot Bar started is because Germany went, went through the whole Weimar economic collapse. They understand what it means to have paper money turned into the stand that Dr. Bill said earlier and go through your fingers. They understand that gold historically always survives and helps you to maintain purchasing power no matter what goes on in the economy. So it's always, I always try to help people understand if you're not convinced that gold is absolutely essential, then hedge your bets, so to speak. <laughs> Have something mixed mixed in with your overall portfolio. Oh yeah, just something. mix it in. Don't you don't have to go totally out. You know, some people say, "Well, I yeah. want to invest in real estate, or I want to buy gold and silver coins, or I want to buy land, or whatever." But make a portion of your investment. For example, absolutely. If, if at the end of say two years you've got, let's say, a hundred grams of gold. And you got so many more grams coming because you have downline network working. So even if you took time off, it's still building. Uh, you'll be happy camper. You'll have something like a gold annuity. <laughs> but the fact yeah. is, if the dollar gets backed by gold, which is almost certainly going to happen during the Trump administration before 2020 election, you're going to see the the value of your gold in carrot bars quadruple in value to 400%. At the minimum, yeah. 400%. And if the dollar has a hiccup. It means it loses, say, 15 or 20 percent in world value in terms of products like gas, oil, tin. One of the best markers, actually, of the economy is the uh, is the value per ton of copper. Did you know copper is the best marker of the industrial economy? So if your copper goes, yeah, if your if your dollars for copper change, say, 20 percent or 15 percent, that's big. But you see, if we get a cold, other nations are going to have a cardiac arrest. And, you know, if we get a sneeze, they're going to have, you know, a deep vein thrombosis and an embolism to their lungs financially. <laughs> it's not going to be pleasant. And that's why if we don't fix the immigration thing, we could literally have hundreds of millions of people clamoring to get in our shores to get freebies like all these DACA kids and everybody else who wants to be here so that we can pay for them to have everything they want and act like they have an entitlement. Yeah, and you know the other thing I tell people is I say, look, let's say you don't buy into all this, you don't buy all into all this doom and gloom. You don't think you know it's, it's America's going to always continue to be what it always has been, which is crazy because it never. You look at world history, <laughs> economies come and go, and countries come and go. Right. But let's say you, you're convinced America, America is just too important, too powerful, whatever. It's never going to fail. Well, guess what? You can still turn your gold into whatever the currency is of the day. <laughs> I mean, you know, in other words, you. If you if things go as bad as we believe they're going to go, you're going to be real glad that you acquired gold. If things don't go bad at all, you're still going to be okay. You can still use your gold to do whatever. You can turn it into the currency at the time. You, in other words, it's a, it's a no-lose proposition is, is what I'm trying to say. And I think that the toughest part is people just have no concept of economic collapse in this country. We've never been through it. We've never seen it. But one, I heard somebody say that no fiat currency historically has ever survived long term. None. Well, we did have the 1929. My my grandfather, my 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 mother was born in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and my uncles and so on lived in Chicago. My great uncles. And so, yeah, we had the 1929 crash. 
And believe it or not, some of those people during the crash, because they were well-placed, they made a lot of money and got control of assets rather than going down the toilet. So it's not, it's not just destruction. Some people, 1%, got control of markets and got control of a lot of money during the Depression. And uh, so, you know, the fact is that, it's like you say, Jim, you can't really motivate people. You can get them to ask good questions. And if we can get you to change your worldview, then you can have the right to change your own mind. Now, if you change your mind, you actually may say, you know what? It's worthwhile for me to spend an hour, four or five days a week to start saving a portion of what I make into gold by the gram. Not just buying gold and silver coins because you have to exchange them for fractional reserve funding money. And I think what's actually humorous about it, and if you take out a Federal Reserve note, and it doesn't matter what currency can be in, you know, European euros or whatever, you're paying back to the Reserve Bank of whatever country it is, including the bank in Russia, you know, in rubles. You're paying back to the bank money that basically is not backed by anything physical like land or gold or whatever. Uh, it, it, you're, you're basically owe money to the Reserve Federal Reserve System, which is kind of bizarre. It's like it's like, you know, one of the things that came out today, and this is a statement by NASA and these international scientists working at CERN, is they can't explain why antimatter hasn't destroyed the universe. Well, anti-money is destroying the universe. That's all, fraction, that's all fractional reserve money. Anti-money, which is what, you know, the U.S. dollar is and the ruble and the euro, whatever, these are anti-money. That's why, because the politicians can spend wealth they don't have that is actually interest in money and debt that your grandchildren and great-grandchildren are actually accumulating. They're not even born yet, and they actually have a debt they haven't, that these politicians are doing to buy stupid things, accumulate more power to themselves, or have projects that won't really grow the actual physical or intellectual or other economy. Or stabilize the environment of the planet so we actually the physical world won't die. Now, of course, they say they're going to reduce carbon credits, which is foolish, because the real problem isn't generating how much carbon. Mount Erebus in Antarctica generates more carbon dioxide than 10,000 of the largest coal-fired generators on the planet. The problem is when you kill by poisoning and pollution the benthic layer of the oceans, the carbon oxygen cycle and the phytoplankton die, so you get oxygen-free zones where you can't convert carbon dioxide to oxygen. So trying to reduce carbon credits by saying you can't buy an SUV, you have to have a kind of a one of these new... Uh, uh, intermediate cars has electric electricity. People don't realize the electrical plants still have to use, by and large, and they'll use a stupid term, fossil fuels. Firstly, fossils don't make fuel. Fossil, you can make fuel out of fossils, but to be honest with you, you can do it in 50 years. You don't need 50 million. But most of the oil and gas, that's why the Russians used the gold theory published in 1951 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they drilled down 40,000 feet, long below where there any dinosaur ever existed or fern. So, I'm just amazed at the lack of scientific validity, common sense, and, and, and reality check that these morons try to say, when in fact, 
you know, antimatter isn't destroying the universe, but anti-money is. <laughs> yeah. Fractional yeah. reserve money. And it's going to blow. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, the movie, you know, uh, with uh, Moby Dick, you know. She's going to blow. Well, it is going to blow. And I think it's going to blow next year. I honestly think Gerald Salenti and Mark Weiss and everybody's looking at these long cycles. When all these experts say something, and I'm having really intense dreams, and I'm thinking, no, God, is this really ill? And I'm thinking... I go to sleep and I get this at a variation of the same damn dream almost every night. I'm thinking, this is bad. There's something, and I'm trying to warn people that you know, and and, and I'm not saying you're going to stop it. I'm just saying you have more chance of actually surviving it without totally, you know. If, for example, you have power, so you have a little solar panel, you have power to your refrigerator, your food's not going to rot in the fourth day, and then you'll be cursing that you don't have any valid food, and your dog's barking, your wife's mad, and you have no jugs of water saved, and you sure as hell don't want to go on the freeway because it's a place to park and die with other people without their shotguns trying to find out if you have any stuff that's okay, so they might live another week. People don't understand that what's coming you know, people say, you know, that if the power goes out, well, the money is going to go out. But if the power goes out, it'll be going right back to the Stone Age. I said, no, no, the Stone Age will be like the Sandals Resort. <laughs> it won't be the Stone Age. It'll be more like the old Day of the Walking Dead. It'll be like, you know, <laughs> it'll be like, you know, a cannibalistic uh, Walking Dead. It will not be pleasant by any means whatsoever. The Stone Age or the ancient times of man living in caves and trying to survive by eating sloth and wild bear and everything. Uh, will look like a party compared to what's coming. Yeah, and you know, something that most people don't recognize or are not aware of is that the people that are in the know are doing some pretty interesting stuff to prepare for something. So <laughs> that, should, that should clue you off a little bit <laughs> to think everything's going to be fine. Yeah, give a list of some of those things like uh, Peter Thiel of Silicon Valley, who actually was talking about running for Republican Party, uh, I think for governor of California, Peter Thiel, he already bought a $10 million place in New Zealand. And I found out yesterday in the news, the New Zealand new prime minister has actually declared he's not going to allow foreigners to buy any homes in New Zealand. Now, I don't know how he's going to do that. I mean, if you've got the money, you're going to be able to buy it. Or, or if you already bought a house, you're not going to be able to resell it. I don't think so. If you're a, a, you know, a, an expat American living down there, how are they going to say, well, we can't take your money. You're going to have to do good. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, the population well, of New Zealand is, is basically uh, white Europeans primarily. And, of course, the Maori. So right. our money is just as good as anybody else. So I don't think it will hold up in their courts. But the fact is... Already they're freaked out because they renamed the Northern Island of, of New Zealand. You know what it's called now by a lot of people who live down there? They call it Apocalypse Island. Really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and the Silicon Valley guys have already doing it because it's going like wildfire. Anybody who's got a billion dollars is buying a house, a second house in New Zealand. they got a private jet. Dear, get the jet ready. Uh, California's going to blow. <laughs> well, here's and, another thing, that you, the, a point that you made earlier. Gold is a universally recognized, valuable commodity. So In every country. And, and it can't be manipulated country. by a corporation or a government. So the fact that it can't, these politicians can't elect themselves by screwing with it. It's also not like Bitcoin. It's going to rise like a rocket and then it's pop because the globalists, and, and I talked to people. I was on the show when uh, Mr. Rowe on, uh, on Revolution Radio uh, two months ago and he asked me about Bitcoin and blockchains I said look the mark of the beast is not going to be Bitcoin it's not going to be a cryptocurrency it's very much like what's called a promise software system called the virtual world project that I actually took care of employees for a number of years 
And everything's tied to your biometrics. It's not tied to blockchains, which is like an accounting system to talk, track the who owned that block of money, that particular algorithm. The fact is, where we're going, the globalists don't want that. They want divots and supercomputers where they get total control of your assets and any other kind of means of exchange is illegal, including gold, silver coins, or land, or anything else. And that's why they ultimately want control of all assets in their supercomputer, and they want to make a sim of you in the cyberspace, and all they have to do to make sure you can't buy or sell is press Alt-Delete, and you don't exist in cyberspace, so you starve to death. That's what they want to do. Now, people don't get this yet, do they? They don't get it that the globalists are that nuts. They would rather have people starve to death. And it's happening to some extent in India already where where the lower caste, the untouchables, can't get a bank account because they can't even, you know, they eliminated the lowest currencies in India. The lowest currencies no longer exist, so they can't buy or sell or even get paid. They can't get a bank account. So they don't care. I mean, the Indians are getting away with this, even though years ago they outlawed the idea of the caste system. That doesn't mean anything. They still adhere to it, you know. The Brahmin class are still the Brahmin class, and the untouchables are still the untouchables, right? Yep. Perfect place to test a new world order out. Perfect place to take 1.3 billion people and get an iris scan, digital fingerprints, and facial scan. Perfect place. Intelligent people. Completely agnostic in terms of the globalist attempts to actually have a satanic financial control system that people are numbskulled enough that they're going to be shepherded in like sheep or, as they say, the sacred cows, because they can't kill the cows, into the slaughterhouse of a financial Armageddon. And people don't get it. And the Indians are, the only people that know the difference of the Goa Indians or the Goa Indians in western India that are actually Portuguese Catholics. And they know it totally. I talked to Portuguese uh, Goa Indians, and they they know more than the Vatican or any Christian in America. They're totally on side if they know the mark of the beast is coming to India. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, they're not stupid people. These these Catholic Portuguese Indians are totally tuned in. Amazing, eh? But everybody else, Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims. They're in la-la land. They don't understand. They're, they're making moo sounds and bah sounds, and they're going to the slaughterhouse. In an emergency. Welcome back, and um, we have a last segment here. I think, um, and I, one of my biggest things, I had an interesting discussion with uh, Wen, Wen Kesey. He's Dr. Wen Kesey, does all kinds of investing, 69-year-old gentleman, science and all kinds of technology, and I've actually crossed our board off to see if we can get a hold of Wen for this last segment to ask some tough questions. Uh, there's a number of areas you need to survive. You need to survive medically, so I'm going to give you the roadmap for that. And it's so interesting that I will provide this as a as a service free f-r-e-e if you just call me uh or email me dr bill deagle dr bill d-e-a-g-l-e at hotmail.com any question you don't have to buy anything but if you do buy something i can even you can give me a time stamp when you want to call back and i'll call you 
Uh, and if not by phone, if you want to call by Skype anywhere on the planet, I can do that. Remember, I'm giving me several time windows because I'm a very busy guy. I'm preparing papers, which I'm going to be doing this year. I've got one already scheduled in Las Vegas for December. I'm working on a paper on Fukushima Daiichi for early next year. I'm presenting uh, a number of other projects I'm working behind the scenes and patents and other technology I'm working on. So I do consulting with doctors and patients all over the world every day. I mean, I take some hours off, but not days off. Now, of course, I take the Sabbath off where I don't interact with patients, but I do projects. Like last weekend, I did a number of uh, updates, three to five minute talks, roughly, on each of the products. And I'll soon have in a few weeks all of the products listed with a kind of an update talk on them. And they're very unique products. We do not have normal average products. But then I artfully combine them in different ways in our protocols, which you can get a membership for nine ninety five. And I put out a notice last night. I did make a mistake because when it came out the headline of it, it said it was a um, the sale, which is a fall sale. It actually is coming up, which is going to be uh, over the uh, holiday weekend. Uh, that's coming up next weekend. We, I don't like to call it uh, Halloween, but uh, uh, over this weekend, we're going to have a quick sale for two days, which will be the 31st, I think it's the uh, day coming up, and the uh, um, and the 1st. Let's see, that's next week. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to have a quick sale coming up. Michelle will announce it fully. But every day I put out a notice that actually tells you what the show content is, and we're putting a number of other things. Uh, when I do show interviews in other networks, they go up on our Deagle network. Uh, you'll notice that we I cross-index every show, so you can actually know what the subtopics are. And um, we want to not only heal your body with more and more advanced technology. We have, of course, now uh, we set it aside that we do quantum testing as well as actual test kits I can send you anywhere in the world, from direct labs, Meridian Valley Labs, uh, uh, Dr. Shade's lab for dual coupled nuclear spectroscopy, um, uh, pathway genomics, 23 Prometheus. Uh, I can recommend to your doctors what kinds of tests you do. Sometimes I'll get a request like I did this morning. Somebody want me to refer to a specific doctor. I said, look, uh, if you want to get a doctor in your local community, just go through the academies that I belong to, and you can find someone. They're not going to have my level of knowledge. I need to be their senior advisor. But you can go to the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, Google it, and you can go to the Academy of Advancement of Medicine or the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and try to find a local doctor. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> some think I'm a, a clinic or I'm going to stay taking patients. No, 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 I'm retired from that. I will advise you, and but I do not take patients to my, my studio. And But I do tell you what clinics around the world, whether they're in France or Germany or whatever, Greece, to do genetic testing for cancer, what stem cell clinics work, what kinds of imaging studies you need to do, whether it's your dental or medical. I'll tell you what kind of test kits I can send and do an analysis and give you a medical legal as well as a medical opinion. So please take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, do support what we're doing because we are very unique. Uh, when you buy the nutraceuticals, it means you guarantee we're going to have our audio and videos out there for most people free. Access YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Spreaker, Daily Motion, BitChute, etc. And uh, do ask better questions. That's the most important thing because I don't expect you to accept anything I say. Some of it's so far over the top that you can't possibly. And if you actually, it's common sense not to accept it unless you do research and then pray on it. Uh, as I spoke to, uh, uh, yeah, I, I said, yeah, yeah. I tried to see if we can get a hold of Wen to see if we can get a hold of him. Yeah. You wanted to know if you should call now. Yes, of course. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. Uh, 
Because if we can, then we answer your question in any area, whether it's medical, geopolitical, or financial. We'll get you prepped up medically so you don't end up taking a ton of toxic drugs. I had a gentle lady who actually went in remission from her cancer in the uh, mid-90s uh, to 2006. And then she went back and had a little flare-up of it. She's not going to do uh, even insulin potentia chemotherapy. She wants me to give her nutraceuticals very similar to a number of other of my cancer patients where they say, hey, God told me I'm a Christian. I'm just going to take your nutraceuticals and everything else you give me, Doc, but I can't afford it. I don't want to go through the toxic effects of it, even if it's insulin potentiated low-dose chemo. Uh, and I said, okay, that's up to you and God. I mean, uh, I'll do the best I can to reduce your toxicity, whether it's conventional therapy or non-conventional. And if you've got a blocked artery, I'll try to uh, see if I can correct that. What people need to understand is we're a ministry. We're going to help you financially with care bars. We're going to help you with uh, spiritual issues to understand there's lots of nice people who aren't going to live in eternity. You need to have a specific attitude toward doing God's will to become an eternal being. You need to understand the geopolitical systems uh, around the world are completely luciferic, which is why when Jesus was taken high above the temple, the dialectics of opposition are always luciferic. So people don't understand this. That's why they're often taken aside and thought one group or another group of secret orders, i.e. high-level masons, is ruling the world, and they are. I mean, they're ruling the world basically to the detriment of the human race and also the will of God. And that's why we have a medical system that's evil. That's why we have a geopolitical system that's, uh, that's failing. That's why we have a financial system that's ready to pop. That's why we have an environment that's degrading because each different group thinks that their version of the right thing is in opposition to another group and they're not doing the right thing for the planet or for the economy or for your health. That's why we have toxic food, mineral depleted soil, toxic scatterways and radiation and everybody is running around doing quote what was right in their own eyes and destroying the planet that's the facts so when we come back in hour number two we're going to talk about how to restore your health with uh, Fareed we're going to also go over different nutraceuticals and how to consult but the first stage is free you just need to email me drbilldeagle at hotmail.com you can call in your question too if you've actually bought a product and you can call it in 888 you should listen to the programs over at NutriMedical.com and our link uh, to our media site, Deagle-Network. Not only the shows that I do, but also my son Matthew, shows I do in other networks, and all our videos and other productions that we do, including I'm going to be reproducing re, uh, uh, the videos of all the PowerPoints of all the conferences that I've done over the past 12 years. You'll see those pop up on our uh, Deagle Network. You'll also see them pop up uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Spreaker, etc., so you'll be able to analyze those as I say, the most important thing is I want to make you ask better questions and change your worldview, and then you can decide what if you want to change your mind. The first thing is, and financially, if you're not getting out of the way of the harm that's going to come to the economy, you're going to be crushed. If you're letting your doctors run your life and your health, you're going to get poisoned. If you're not getting out of harm's way by getting out of the big cities or out of area away from a fault zone or uh, away from downwind of a nuclear reactor if the reactors lose their control and their backup power and they go critical you're going to be in trouble if you're living in a place where people are not going to kind of support each other or take care of each other um, you know like in the inner city you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you haven't got out of those inner cities when things go down so you know heed the warning now and start doing something about it. Don't just kind of think, well, no, that's never going to happen. It will happen, actually. It may be sooner rather than later. 
Um, you know, it's great that Trump is in there, but, you know, Trump is aggravating the globalists to the point where they want to pop the, the balloon and bring down, of course, the financial system of America and the world because they don't want a strong, you know, Christian, conservative America with a constitutional republic that has the First and Second Amendment rights. They don't want that. They want to strip our First Amendment rights to speak in universities. They want to strip our Second Amendment rights to protect ourselves in our communities and have no gun zones where we are victims of Islam or terrorism or a rapidly out-of-control government. And the problem is people think they're financially okay. It doesn't matter how much money you've saved. I mean, I talked to millionaires that start getting involved in care parts, and they're happy because, you know, a portion at least of their money has been sunk into something that's not going to vaporize. So heed the warning. Ask better questions. We will be back in a moment with hour number two. and hour number three, Dr. Bob Thiel will be coming on. Tomorrow, Josh Bernstein is back with his regular uh, visit. Amazing discussion of all our current events. Uh, we will be um, talking with Sean about some new packages for closing materials for less EMF. Tony on our Neutrodyne uh, chemist. Jonathan Gray will be back from New Zealand. And coming up this week on, when, on Thursday, Vince Finelli will be back. He's going to be doing regular appearances here on USA Prepares. Lowell Ponte talking about many important topics. He's got some amazing papers to discuss. The firing line on Friday, Harley Schlanger is back from Germany with the latest information on what's going on in Europe and China and the Belt and Road. And Betty Martini is back with lots of new information you need to hear. Back in a moment, hour number two. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink? Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. We have Fareed here, and we're going to talk about cardiovascular. Fareed, it's really important to understand that uh, heart health is a big deal. Uh, your heart and vascular tree, uh, if you talk about your health, if you talk about losing your health, is the number one cause of the most of the major illnesses that are more deadly than the next five major causes of death, cancer and many other illnesses. Um, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, deep vein thrombosis, it was an embolism, etc. Vascular disease is very, very common, and it's a major cause of, heart, of death in our society. One third of males, their first symptom, and I like to use a little sarcasm to get through to people sometimes. Sometimes sarcastic jokes get through better than than telling them just the plain science. But it's, I call it face plant syndrome. Face plant syndrome is not something you get over. Uh, it's not like, hey, you go back uh, and, you know, you're going to be fine the next day, but you got a few broken teeth. No. Face plant syndrome is we're going to put you in the ground within so many hours after we remove your blood volume and give you formalin. We're going to put you in a nice suit, but you're going to the next world, <clears throat> whether it's Allah, God, Satan, the cyber God, whatever. You're not going to be here anymore. Now, one-third of males, their first symptom of heart disease is death, face plant syndrome. And women, they get it five to ten years later than men. They actually have a higher percentage of actually face plant syndrome. They don't have any advanced warning. They don't have chest pains. They don't have shortness of breath. They don't have a bad day. They just get face plant syndrome. Now, what causes face plant syndrome, and I like to be sarcastic about this, and if I, if I challenge doctors, and this is one of the funniest things, um, it's very rare I'll get a doctor that actually has the cajones. They need to have titanium alloy intellectual cojones in order to be stupid enough to call in and challenge me on the show because even if they've been a cardiologist for 20 or 25 years there's a lot of mistruths that they themselves believe they think for example that the reason why you have a heart attack is you've had what's called a cardiac bypass deficiency syndrome in other words you just haven't bypassed all your arteries <laughs> they also believe in fairy tales like college that cholesterol causes heart attacks or uh the deficiency of their toxic drugs is the reason why you're just not doing well because you're just not taking enough of them. Now, the real issue, and I remember going back 40 years ago, I did actually tests with Dr. Moskowitz at the University of British Columbia. We brought down Eskimos in the Northwest Territories in Alaska, and I personally drew their bloods. And they'd separate, like, the old-style milk and cream, you know, before milk was homogenized. And I remember before the days of homogenization, and we'd have, we were near the agricultural farm where we lived, uh, you'd always, if you're smart, you'd sneak out in the morning before the maid got up and you'd grab the milk and pour off the cream on the top because it was good. Because it wasn't put through all kinds of crap and it wasn't homogenized. And you got the good milk on the top of the bottle. Now, these men and women, Eskimos, never got heart disease. They had a little poach on the side of their belt. And they, they looked chunky, but they actually weren't fat. They were just kind of stocky because if you're living in the Alaskan weather or in the Northwest Territories, you want to be short in body because it's pretty hard to circulate blood to your periphery if you're tall and long. And they were covered with, you know, seal skins and so on. But they weren't fat. Number two, none of them, even though they had cholesterol 10 to 15 times higher than our upper limit of normal, ever got heart disease. And the reason is real simple, and that's why we want to go through the components in the cardiovascular. The first thing you want to do is you don't want free radical damage to your artery walls. <clears throat> you don't want plaque to calcify because it's an infected biofilm. 
So, for example, when your teeth are rotten because you're eating sugar and you're growing nanobacteria in your mouth, they actually infect your arteries. And so everybody I've seen, they have rotten teeth. They also have rotten arteries. They all go together. I haven't seen anybody needing a heart transplant that didn't have teeth falling out of their head. <laughs> you can open somebody's mouth up before you have to put the stethoscope to auscultate them or look at their EKG or their arteriogram, and you can tell already they were screwed. As they say in the military, screwed and tattooed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through them. Let's go through the components. The first one, of course, is Vitexin. And the reason why your company, Cardivask, uh, which is the original formula, by the way, the one in Canada has even removed one of the components because the government didn't like people taking it because they might thin their blood out. But we have the original formula, and it's exclusive in America. And we ship everywhere in the world, including even to Canada. But we have the exclusive formula. And it was developed by your dad, Sam. To prevent plaque, it was from the Chelation Society of Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. But he was trained in Germany, and which is five years of training in pharmacognosy, which, by the way, Germany is the most advanced nation in the world. Not China, not Japan, not Indonesia or Thailand. It's Germany developed the most advanced culture and science of pharmacognosy to develop herbal-based scientific medicines. <clears throat> and uh, so if you took training in Germany, you were like the top notch. So this first component is in uh, what's the plant and what part of the plant is used to make this component. Sure. So we use the uh, the hawthorn leaf and flower extract. Not the berry. Uh, not the berry. But the, but the other knockoff companies, and I won't mention their names, use the berry. So they're berry stupid. How's that? Do you like that? Berry stupid? Okay, yeah. that, that's your component. <laughs> yeah. does not contain the active constituents. There you go. So, as I say, you got to listen to Deagle's humor. You don't know necessarily how to take me. Sometimes I'm humorous, sometimes I'm sarcastic. But the most important thing is I'm going to raise issues that are real. They're not imaginary. I'm not just trying to make a joke here. I'm saying if you get these other products, you're not going to have the protection you will from cardiovascular. Next component. So then we have the garlic. And it's not just aged garlic. It's going to contain two things. It's going to kill off the nanobacteria, like our alicimed, but it also has components that block the ACE receptor, and it does it in such a way it doesn't cause a ACE receptor blocker type cough, which you do with capitin and other ACE inhibitors. Next component. We have the uh, cayenne. The cayenne is a nitric oxide stimulant, so it's going to release nitric oxide, which removes nitro peroxy radical, and open up your cardiovascular and vascular bed of capillaries. Next component. Bilberry. Bilberry is a dialyzable antioxidant that prevents free radical, single oxygen, hydroperoxy, nitroperoxy radical. And because it's so small, the smallest antioxidant is hydrogen. This is the next smallest, and it's really, really good. So it'll prevent blindness. It'll prevent uh, oxidative stress in your kidneys, your heart, your liver, your solid organs like your brain. Next component. We have the ginkgo. Ginkgo reduces blood viscosity and improves microcirculation. This is the component that they removed from the Canadian version of the cardiovascular, which is, uh, what's it called? Is it called still cardio, cardiovite in Canada? Cardiovite, yeah. Yeah. So you can buy a cardiovite, but it doesn't have the ginkgo. Now, the problem is if you take, you want to stop this about two or three days before major surgery because you will bleed more. Not necessarily catastrophic. It's not like Xarelto or Eliquis, which will kill you. And what I get a kick out of people is they don't understand there's no clot-busting enzymatic effect of these so-called drugs that doctors give people so they won't throw off a clot to their brain. There's no clot-busting enzymatic activity at all. They just interfere with the intrinsic and extrinsic pathways of, of clot formation. But the thing that drives a clot formation is plaque. 
So what you want to take is, along with a cardiovascular, you want to take natokinase, CoQ10 Supreme, our, our vascular carnitine, and our omega fatty acids, which is the Monopro Omega Supreme Pro. And you want to take other things that are going to prevent free radicals like Gamma A+, cell detox, glutathione, to stop hydroperoxy radical, and single oxygen, which is a transketolase, uh, which is our course, Ultrathymine B1. But the center post, and we have a lot of people who say, I can't afford all that stuff, Deagle. Just give me one thing, whether it's a liquid. By the way, the liquid's equal to the, the drops. I had one person the other day said, Doc, just give me something for my tachycardia. I said, look, take the cardiovascular liquid, 30 drops, put in one scoop of Calm Mind, one a brain make, because they have Graves' disease, thyroid, and we need to calm down their overactivity of their adrenal glands, putting on stress hormones, norepinephrine, dopamine, that's why they have persisting tachycardia after stopping a beta blocker. Because their adrenal glands are tuned up too hard to produce too much stress hormones. So, um, <clears throat> next component after that, I think we have uh, uh, milk thistle and valerian. Uh, valerian. And the milk thistle is going to stimulate your liver to detox the toxic chemicals that are burning your artery walls. There's a lot of stuff in our food, and of course the the uh, valerian balances your autonomic nervous system to turn down the overactive sympathetic fight or flight to make you calm and parasympathetic. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some testimonial stories we've had from people that take in cardiovascular and how it opened up their leg arteries, it opened up their heart, and they didn't need to go from a stand to a bypass. Their brain worked better, and they remember their grocery list and their grandkids. It's amazing stuff. Frustrated trying to get... And uh, one of the things that I've been working on uh, for many years now, I actually went into medical school in 1973, so that's 44 years ago, was at the request of my grandfather who said I was smart enough that uh, I could actually solve the problem of finding the cause of diabetes. And this year I will be publishing it. Sometime in this next 12 months I'll be publishing my theory. I did the original research with Dr. Otto Hewen five years before Dr. Stanley Ravens at uh, Stanford University and got persecuted and had to the threat by the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons to have my license pulled for doing the research. And all I was doing was drawing blood. So, and by the way, so we wonder why Dr. Deagle has attitude. I have attitude against intellectual pinheads, as O'Reilly says, it used to be on Fox News, and against people who don't think things through and don't use hard science to actually discover if their theories or theses are correct or not. Now, when I present this, this is not based on just conjecture or just a few odd days or months of researching literature. It's something that's very solid. So when I present it to the doctors, it's going to change the face of medicine. Now, the latest article, which is one of the most important, was a knockout my research published in February 2016 at the University of California, San Diego, where they actually created mice, where the knockout mice basically... Uh, <clears throat> producing large amounts of leukotriene B4. Now it turns out, and I'm, I use an, a little bit of sarcastic hyperbole here, but you know how the media is always saying, because other than Fox News saying about the angry white male, well, the angry white fat cell, not male, but angry white fat cell generates inflammatory molecules. 
And the fat cells that are white tend to be caused by elevated blood insulin. So there's an insulinogenic diet or rapidly absorbed carbohydrates and mineral depletion generates what we call high levels of insulin. Now, think of it this way. It's 219,000 years ago. You're a Neanderthal man, which makes up about 4% of the DNA of, say, the Celtic peoples and the Norwegian peoples that are the Vikings and their descendants. And about the average person from Northern Europe, about 2% of their DNA is Neanderthal. Most of them were killed by infections that uh, Homo sapiens sapiens brought and killed off the Neanderthal, which, by the way, had a bigger brain case, were more physically adapted in ancient cultures that were probably doing religious ceremonies half a million years ago, long before the other types of called subspecies of man actually had any religious ceremony. So they're pretty smart people. They survived ice ages, but they didn't survive infections. <clears throat> now what happens is they did survive because they could put body fat on and they could shunt calories over so their body were muscles, their skeletal muscles were forced to use fatty acids for fuel, not glycogen. Now, the way it works out, the master of diabetes is actually not your pancreas. It's not even your muscle cell, it's your fat cells. And when your fat cells get angry, because you're feeding them with pro-inflammatory fatty acids, the white fat cells actually start to generate uh, leukotriene B4. And the B4 leukotriene shuts down the insulin glucose transport mechanism called the GLUT4 transporter and the insulin receptors in your skeletal muscles. Most of the resistance in your body is in your skeletal muscles. It's not in your liver cells, your brain cells, or other tissues. Now, eventually, if it develops in your brain cells, you get type 3 diabetes, which is... The bell's ringing, bing, 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 dementia. So when you hear somebody talks about the cure for dementia, they don't tell you that it's actually diabetes of the brain cells where the astrocytes can no longer fire, which is why you need medium-chain triglycerides or you can use brain fuel, which is a C8 or C12 carbon molecule that's called medium-chain triglycerides. It's brain fuel that allow your astrocytes to still fire off an action potential. Now, if you think none of the stuff that I'm presenting is science, you can, you can have the cajones, and most people don't, to challenge me on air off here, and I'll provide them the scientific articles to prove what I'm saying is absolutely true by thousands of scientists over many decades. Now, what we're facing is a, a, a tsunami of diabetic conversions. If you look at even cultures in the last 30 years since uh, Richard Nixon went to uh, China and they were bicycling around and collecting the snow in their aprons to try to clear the streets of Beijing with a snowstorm, you have to realize that the entire population of the world has turned diabetic. If you actually look at the incidents here in California, 69% of adults, male and female, in California over age 20 are either diabetic or pre-diabetic by the American Diabetic Association. Now, my criteria are even more strict. If you have an elevated blood fasting insulin, if you have elevated free radical levels, if you've got elevated hemoglobin A1C, which is just a byproduct of the singlet oxygen molecule attaching sugar to your proteins, because sugar is actually a good trap. If you lower somebody's blood sugar too rapidly, you actually double to triple the rate of their heart attacks. Because if you don't trap it in sugar, it's going to burn the hell out of your artery walls. And that's actually published literature. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever heard that before? So lowering someone's blood sugar with insulin or diabetic drugs will actually increase the risk of... Uh, blocked arteries. <coughs> now, your doctor may not know that, but it's actually published in their own medical journals. Mm. So, when you take cardiovascular, you're doing a whole bunch of things to make sure you don't end up with a nasty event. If you take a drug, for example, there's a lot of lawsuits over things like drugs like Avastin and you know, all these other diabetic drugs. If you raise your blood insulin output, insulin itself is toxic. 
the high blood sugar is toxic, but insulin is. And if you measure someone's blood insulin and measure their free radical single oxygen like T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acid, or 8-hydroxy, 2-prime deoxyguanosine, which is oxidized pyrimidine from your base pair of your DNA, you can show a direct relationship between free radicals and elevated insulin. And it's a more accurate measure of problems which will indirectly be as low associated with hemoglobin A1C, but all hemoglobin A1C indicates is that your sugar is trapping the singlet oxygen, right? So if you're not taking, when you're taking cardiovascular, you're not just uh, lowering your incidence of vascular disease, you're also lowering the stress that causes your body to push insulin higher and cause heart disease by oxidizing your fatty acids and cholesterol and precipitating a stroke or heart attack. So in terms of testimonials, and we'll start from the head, people find, number one, if you're taking cardiac drugs like beta blockers, you're going to go get fat, bald, uh, stupid, and impotent. Now, if you're taking cardiovascular, on the other hand, you have a full head of hair, your brain still works, you can remember your kids in your grocery list, and your teeth aren't falling into your head, your microcirculation, your hands and feet are warm, and you can still get erections, which is good. <laughs> and you're don't, not taking an anti-hormone, because when you take an HMG, Cori reductase inhibitor, you're doing a form of chemical castration. There's two classes of drugs that will for sure castrate you. Number one, miserol and drugs that are antifungals that actually block your ability to convert to, to sex hormones. Or HMG, Cori reductase inhibitors like Zocor, Liptor, Crestor. Crestor particularly bad. Or you can get a thing called myoglobinuria, where you actually break down the muscle myoglobin and destroy it, and it can precipitate in your uh, loop of Henle of your kidney nephron cells and kill your kidneys. A lot of diabetics, unfortunately, took, say, Crestor, and they destroyed their kidneys. Or if you take a non-steroidal in your diabetic or pre-diabetic, bye-bye kidneys. See you later, buddy. Okay? So you don't want to take Arthrotec or Ibuprofen or any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Now, the advantage is that diabetes, and my approach to diabetes is you have to reduce insulin, which is why you want to cut on simple carbohydrates. But your most important thing is you want to increase what's called pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids. You want to lower insulin resistance with the right minerals of diabetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus. And you want to take leptin metabolic that resensitizes your leptin and your insulin receptor. The cardiovascular formula, though, doesn't just protect your circulatory system. It actually protects you from the complications of peripheral neuropathy amputations. By the way, there's big lawsuits over some of these diabetic drugs making you lose your toes and feet. If you don't want to lose your toes and feet and you're diabetic, you want to be on cardiovascular. Really important, isn't it? Good idea to have feet. understood that uh, I'm going to go over it so make it brief if you have a question on any health issue any geopolitical financial or other issue please I beg you call in and ask your question tell our board of McKenzie exactly what it is 877-317-6432 and um, you know the the big disease that's actually affecting us is free radicals uh, and gene silencing now the free radicals and gene silencing are two of the biggies um when our diets are depleted of minerals, we can't create antioxidant systems to get rid of single oxygen. Hydroperoxy radical, which we call glutathione peroxidase, 
And nitroproxy radical, which is really, really bad for your joints, your central nervous system, and your arteries. If you can get rid of those, you want to be taking not only our things like our cardiovascular to protect you, but you don't want to be driving up blood insulin. That's why you want to take diabetaline, berberstatin, biotin plus, and leptin metabolic. And you want to take pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because the anti-inflammatory fatty acids reduce the white fat generation of inflammatory cytokines like glutathione B4. It's LTB4 that's the bad guy. Now when your cells get bigger in population, so you have a larger white cell mass, that's why doing a partial lipectomy will actually reduce the blood sugar insulin resistance, simply because you actually cut and reduce the white cell mass either by liposuction or lipectomy where you remove some of the fat. The best way to start with, by the way, is just to simply reduce the inflammatory processes going on. So you want to take cardiovascular, you want to take omega fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro, <clears throat> you want to take antioxidants like ultrathiamine B1, which stimulates the transketolase enzyme, cell detox glutathione, and one of the most important we haven't mentioned is Cell Defense Plus, because the best blocker for leukotrienes and cytokines that actually cause the inflammatory process to cause insulin resistance is reversed by our Cell Defense Plus. It's the most absorbable form of curcumin in the world because curcumin, although it's the most important single herbal uh, nutraceutical on the planet and has been forever, is extremely poorly absorbed, but ours. Ours is the most absorbed form of curcumin complex on the planet. So it not only reduces cancer mother cells, but it also lowers cytokines that cause diabetes and brain inflammation because eventually if your astrocytes in your brain get inflamed to the point where they stop being able to transport sugar, to set up an action potential in your astrocytes, you develop diabetes of the brain, which is type 3 diabetes. Now, you'll eventually show up, if you do a brain biopsy and electron microscopy of the brain tissue, you'll see a thing called neurofibrillar tangles, but it's all just basically free radicals going haywire, causing the brain astrocytes to precipitate these tangles in the neurons. So, <clears throat> nutraceuticals can do it. So, I recommend, besides our diabetaline, berberstatin, leptin metabolic, uh, etc., and biotin plus that you take the, our cell defense plus one to two capsules three times a day. I take two three times a day. And you take the leptin metabolic to lower your leptin resistance so your body's appetite gets normally controlled. Avoid simple sugars. Anything has a glycemic index over 50, you probably should avoid. Uh, do things like, for example, make our drink up in the morning. I usually recommend ageless life support and glycemics because glycemics has special components that will block a surge in sugar and, of course, insulin. Insulin itself is bad because the counterinsulin hormones actually can cause problems. The glycogen, which is a counterhormone, and cortisol will take your protein in your liver, the glycogen, overnight and turn it into sugar. And that's not good. Now, sugar itself is, is by itself not so bad, but sugar combined with three radicals will cause glycation, which changes the quaternary structure of proteins, so it changes their structure, and it kind of screws up enzymes. Now, superior to the idea, though, if you lower somebody's sugar too fast and haven't lowered their free radicals, you actually burn their artery walls and their eyes. So you have to control the free radicals if you're going to bring someone's blood sugar down by diet. So if you're going on just a ketogenic diet alone and you haven't corrected their free radicals, you're actually going to accelerate their vascular disease. You have to switch to anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because it's 400% more absorbed. And you've got to take a free radical antioxidants, 
plus all the minerals that help your antioxidant systems work, such as minerals, Vitamineral Max and Minerals Plus, and the detox agents that we have, like superfolate, pyromethyl B12, bio-LVR, and semethyl. Because methylation is a very important pathway in our life support, which is sulfation, glucuronidation, methylation pathway support, and detoxification like nutrient defense that has the polyphenon, the most powerful antioxidant we have, <coughs> to prevent oxidative stress. It's the oxidative stress that causes a lot of the damage. And <coughs> that's what's really important is people, when you start to tweak the underlying causes, a lot of the complications you can see, for example, blood sugar alone of, say, 300 isn't going to cause damage if you don't have free radicals. If you have a blood sugar of 300, but your hemoglobin A1C level is relatively normal, or say 6.2 or less, it means even though you have an elevated blood sugar, you're not attaching to free radicals because your free radical load's not high. So there's not a direct correlation between blood sugar and hemoglobin A1C. There is a direct correlation between hemoglobin A1C though and free radicals. So if your HbA1C is, say, over 7, you've got a lot of free radicals floating around because your sugar is getting grabbed by the free radicals and it's causing glycation where it oxidizes them. So what I want you to understand is that your doctor is misinterpreting the test results and giving you the wrong thing. If your doctor gives you insulin or some of these drugs, like some of the ones that are doing big lawsuits over, they're actually giving you a drug that will accelerate vascular disease or dementia. And if you do the wrong thing, like lower someone's blood sugar before you lower their free radicals, you're actually accelerating their vascular disease. And this is all published. It's not open. And they aren't following the cardiac markers. For example, if you're giving Xarelto, Eliquis, or Apaxaban, you'd say, well, the real answer is not that they're lowering their, you know, their PT and INR, which are the markers for blood clotting. Uh, you want to lower their cardiac markers like interleukin-17, TNF-alpha, uh, levels of T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acids and oxidized cholesterol, 9-norinyl-hydroxycholesterol, and antibodies against that. But they're not. That's why we have Veritas labs that can actually measure those cardiac markers, but the doctors completely miss this. They also don't understand that every, every disease pretty well you have that causes real problems, whether it's glaucoma, vascular disease, or dementia, or autoimmune disease, is tied directly to increase in blood viscosity, which is directly also related to free radicals. So when you lower someone's blood viscosity with, say, natokinase or lumbrokinase, and natokinase is my preference, and I usually take six capsules twice a day. That's the dosage I need. But everybody will vary. Some will need two or three capsules three times a day. Uh, and you can measure the blood viscosity to determine that it's dropped, dropped into a normal range. Once your viscosity is in a normal range and you measure your cardiac markers, they're all going to drop down parallel. So if the blood viscosity is lower, your cardiac inflammatory markers it can cause all these nasty things like amputations and clots and you know blocked arteries and whatever are also going to reduce. So you don't need to chase someone's PTINR. You need to chase their other cardiac markers. And this is how you start to get control of diabetes. Diabetes is a free radical disease. It's an adaptation to try to force your muscles to use fatty acids for fuel. It's steered by your adipocytes that go angry. We call it a fat, angry white cell or white fat cell. And they're generating inflammatory cytokines called leukotriene B4 is the primary one that you can turn off with our nutraceuticals, dibetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus and leptin metabolic but one of the most important that I've added to this is their cell defense plus and if you see a drop in these cardiac markers 
it means you fix the underlying reason as to why the body is doing that. So then the person's blood insulin is lower. You can measure that. Fasting blood insulin to RPC blood insulin. And when the blood insulin is lower, you're not also driven by your appetite. You're not as likely to end up with cardiovascular failure like heart failure because your blood vessels aren't being fried. Because when the vessels get fried, they, you go into what we call vessel failure because you don't get a peristaltic wave from your blood vessels in response to the shearing force of your heart. And uh, the heart failure then doesn't happen because your vessels aren't working. Your heart's trying to make up for the pump. So what I'm doing is providing information that if you use nutraceuticals in an artful, scientific way and measure these particular markers, which I can send test kits, I can prove to you I can reduce the complications of your diabetes, your vascular disease, your risk of stroke and heart attack, and the cause for underlying things like arrhythmias, like atrial fibrillation. Okay, so... Contact me if you need help. Dr. Bill Deagle at Hotmail.com. back to the Nutramedical Report, and of course what's amazing is uh, we provide the service, in most cases totally free, you just have to email me, Dr. Bill Deagle, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E at hotmail.com, I'll tell you what nutraceuticals to take, if you purchase even one product, and give a time window, I will call you back, uh, get several time windows, because sometimes I'm very busy usually I do the show from uh, 2 to 5 central time 3 to 6 eastern, so the calls are usually after the show and uh, if you email me, I'll try to email you back on the same day or the next by the next day. And I have a bunch more emails to do, but I got a bunch done this morning of people who were urgently calling. Um, by the way, I do answer emails seven days a week. Usually, the only day I take off is I take off. Uh, oh, I have. Uh, looks like I have uh, a question. I'm not sure if he's a, a new one. Uh, Brian in Toronto, go right ahead. Uh, Brian in Toronto, I guess you have a question. Go ahead. So, um, it's Brian. Uh, anyways, um, it just I'm looking at the world politics that's going going on, and I, I have a funny feeling there's a major real estate deal going down for North Korea. It's no, going to no, be well, by, by real estate, you mean buying North Korea, or <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, I think uh, you know, like the Louisiana Purchase and the Purchase of Alaska. You know, there's been big pieces of property change hands before in history, and uh, oh, no, no, nothing surprises me. But you remember, the powers that be are rearranging the deck chairs. Uh, North Korea is just a proxy. I call it the bad dog of China. I mean, well, China, I think I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be within two or three weeks. We're going to see a deal. Um, okay, I well, no, no, who, who are the dealers though? Uh, what, Mr. What, what, Trump what, what, Mr. and Trump well. China. Okay. North Korea has so much rare earth minerals that are undeveloped. Mr. Putin has already stated that he wanted to run a pipeline down through uh, North Korea into South Korea and then off over to Japan to supply them with natural gas. Uh, there's too much money here in the world for this guy to be sitting on that much land that, you know, when you okay. look at a... a, a, a what source of articles did you uh, did you read, Brian? Well, that um, actually get? I can't remember. There's 
because I read so many, and it was basically a year and a half ago that I was reading about the various pipelines that were going to be coming out, supplying China, that he wanted to supply uh, into Turkey um, a pipeline, which is the south um, through the, was it the Caspian Sea? No. Okay. Well, what what, what well, rarest minerals are, particularly in North Korea? That, well, example, I don't know how many rarest minerals, but I heard uh, I heard a report the other day that had pegged the value between $1 and $2 trillion worth. Okay, we have to know what minerals they are. I'll give you an example. I know about Afghanistan. Did you right. know that the largest amount of lithium on the planet is in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, and everything is lithium batteries. I mean, recyclable batteries. And the best batteries, by the way, we found a supplier. We had a company that we promoted some years ago here in Genesis that had refurbished uh, the uh, Edison battery, which is a nickel-hydrogen oh, battery. I agree with you 100%, because I was yeah. looking for them for years. No, well, now we've got a supplier. I talked to, actually, uh, to Vince Vanelli, who's on the show. He'll be back on Thursday in the thir- second hour. Okay. And Vince has found a supplier in China, but it, you, know, you have to give them a, you know, a money order, and then they supply it. And, he, and once in a while you get a dead battery, but they're relatively inexpensive. The ideal system for power generation would be what's called solar hydrogen, but the solar hydrogen company in Northern California is not making it for, for, for homes or even small communities. They're making it for kind of big service people. Just like right. my my niece, for example, designed the power system to convert power for backup companies to smooth out the power curve by storing power as compressed air. So you can store four or 500 kilowatts as a compressed air chamber underground. Now, the problem I see is the powers that be don't want people to have private energy generation. They don't want people to have solar uh, hydrogen power generation on islands or in their homes or communities. They want them dependent on the main power grid even though the grid is going to be more and more fragile because we have a number of things. Earth changes, and by the way, it's not just climate change. I get a kick of these idiots that say climate change is occurring because we're going through galactic solar, whether it's interlocked with the Earth. We have gravity waves coming in from this Death Star that's, that's flying in into the outer or, or cloud, and the gravity waves are driving changes in the solar output of, of uh, cosmic rays as well as high-energy ultraviolet light. And the gravity waves are actually releasing ringwoodite to release uh, nascent oxygen and hydrogen to, to release water deep in the mantle of the Earth that drives all earthquakes and volcanoes, according to Dr. Steve Jacobson from Northwest University, are driven by water. So all the volcanoes that you see active, including the seamount off of, uh, of Italy, Mount Vesuvius, the large caldera in Yellowstone that are all driven literally by nascent water in the mantle released by gravity waves, period. Alignment of planets which can cause gravity wave lensing or the passage of a large comet or dwarf star, depending on how far they are and how this one here is a dwarf star, about 20% of the size of the mass of the sun, but the 200 times the magnetic flux field of the sun in deep space with large objects the size of of, uh, Neptune and Uranus orbiting around it. And this uh, dwarf star, of course, to the constellation of uh, NASA, start releasing information after five years of being in mouthballs to upgrade the Atacama large millimeter array. And you can check it out yourself. But the fact is we're moving toward a time where, you know, these projects are very real. The United Nations, ICLE, and the resilient cities plans to have the American population reduced to 65 million by 2025. That's eight years from now. Actually, less than that now. It's seven years from now. Um, because they're going to have 12 super large 5 million population cities with pie, but this is what their plans are how crazy it is but this is what their plans are that all the rural and coastal populations will be gone now I don't know what catastrophic events they plan 
But when you see the superstorm strike in the United States and you see Northern California having giant fires, today, you know how hot it is where I am in North County, San Diego? It's around 100 degrees. This is the fall. It's hotter than a normal summer. And Los Angeles, which is north of us by an hour and a half, it's over 100 degrees. That's not normal. This is right on the coast. No, okay? that's not normal for all of us. Not, not, not normal. Not only that, you have to understand, when you put nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere, you can steer the air as a plasma, and you can trigger off using gravity waves and using uh, Tesla-activated uh, you know, beams. You can actually trigger off fires. Some of these trees burned up there were burned from the inside out. They weren't burned from the outside in. Now, what so about the bat- uh, Some people were saying that, that when they went to look at their houses that there was no bathtub. The bathtubs were gone. Now they could be an acrylic, but you know. Yeah, well, no. What, what, what happened? What happened is that they, they, there's there's a lot of anomalies about these fires. Firstly, there's been a blocking high out in the North Pacific Ocean that basically is blocking the radiation. When I talked to about five years ago, I talked to the scientists for uh, Senator Feinstein and Senator Wyden in Oregon. Uh, these scientists try to be smart alecks with me, but you know, as they say on the show, you can ask me a question in any area of science, medicine, geopolitics, finance, whatever, and I'm going to give you an answer or a framework to find the answer. And people basically are intellectually gutless. They won't ask me a tough question because they know I'm going to provide them an answer or a framework to find the answer. People don't want answers. They okay. don't want de- a deep uh, proposal. So go ahead and ask me a tough question. Well, the I look. Data. I look every day at, at suspicious observers. And that's the site that follows the sun. Okay, so one of my first things I do in the morning, I see what the sun is doing every day. It's just a routine I have, okay? And there was a paper brought down last week that he asked everybody to shop around and get it into the right physicist's hands and the climatologist's hands. And what they were saying is they were monitoring the solar wind and the solar output, okay? Like, not quite flares, but releases. Right. And he says, when you get one of these events, because we've been in a fairly strong solar storm for a little bit during, right. you know, early September, he says six cyclones, which are hurricanes in the Pacific, six cyclones were formed at the same time, three hurricanes were formed up at the same time, right. and they're, what their pretension is, is that they're taking the magnetic field, and the magnetic field has to ground. And it, water is a very poor source to ground to. And he says it likes to ground better on land. So all these got fired up in the exact same time, and they're looking you know, back. Who, who, who's prepared proposing this? Because I can tell you the uh, science this, behind I, it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, if you go to the suspicious observers about okay, well, four days yeah, they, ago, they, 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 they have the paper on so it. That, yeah, that doesn't sound, it sounds like sloppy science. Let me explain. There's five layers to the Van Allen radiation belt. Right. The lowest of two layers are the are the uh, ionospheric layer and the lithospheric layer. What they've done is they've weaponized the uh, ionospheric layer by putting nanoparticle, thorium, strontium, barium, aluminum. And now they can steer storms to the storm cells using harmonic resonators in low-Earth orbit satellites. Not just HARP, but HARP-based systems in near-Earth orbit. And... Yeah, and these lower orbit satellites can steer the storm cells, break them up, bring them, create a pinwheel, a transdimensional pinwheel that can actually pull the storm cells together and steer them around like a joystick. That's what's going on. This is a direct attack against the United States. It's not a, yeah, it's a direct attack, okay? People have to understand that. We could disperse them with what's called plasma positron beams. That's positively charged electrons that will break up the storm cells, but we don't. And the fact that Trump doesn't stop these doesn't indicate he doesn't understand the deep state and what they're doing. That's what's going on. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to Hour 3 of the Nutramedical Report for Tuesday. It is the 24th of October, and we have Dr. Bob Teal here, one of my uh, spiritual cohorts trying to fight the battle against the powers of darkness. And, of course, he's one of the senior leaders of the Continuing Church of God, that's ccog.org, ccog.org. And, of course, his main publishing website is cogwriter, c-o-g-w-r-i-t-e-r dot com, I think it is, isn't it, dot com? Yes, that, that's correct. So, and then you have a few articles and topics to t- touch on today, and I think we have you on next week as well on a Monday on the third hour because we have some things coming up with the current Pope. And so uh, a number. Have, yeah, next Thursday on the third hour. Oh, Thursday, I mean, Thursday, yeah. yeah Thursday, so sorry. We're already getting people confused on that because in the yeah, next, Thursday. next Thursday yeah. we'll talk about the Reformation and what's right. going on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So today we have a couple topics. Let's get started. What are the two topics we're going to cover today? Well, first thing I want to go over has to do with um, a message that uh, Pope Francis gave yesterday. Ah. And because th- this, this will tie in ultimately with what's going to go on next week. Right. Uh, and in addition to that, I want to go over uh, something some crazy scientists have. Now, as far as when I say crazy scientists, I will, let me make it clear. These are well-respected scientists by the mainstream. 
<laughs> okay. The, the, their, their craziness is basically that they uh, ignore scripture. Uh, the right. So they don't think that's the problem. And they've got an issue with the fact that creation actually exists. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll probably get that. In other words, the scientists are aggravated by the fact that creation exists, and their mathematical and scientific models can't explain it, is what you're saying. That's exactly correct. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, uh-huh. that is exactly the case. They are perplexed that their brilliance, uh, according to their brilliance, is the universe does not exist. And, yeah, yeah. therefore, um, That's funny. they can't conceive that they perhaps are not so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what I, you know what I, I call it the bug theory. You know what the bug theory is? The bug theory is if you're if you're a beetle or a bug and you continue to hit a window pane and you can't get through the window pane with your outside or inside, it's because you don't believe in glass. <laughs> and, and the fact that your belief system doesn't alter reality, the fact right. that creation exists indicates that there's a creator God. The, right. the scientific models of evolution, I call it evil you evolution. Uh, there is no scientific basis for random creation of new life forms. There isn't. Or even punctuated recreation without the hand of God. You're correct. Anyway, we will get to that in a little bit. The first one is a little to do with uh, Pope, uh, comments from, from Pope Francis yesterday. These are reported by Zenit.org. Zenit.org, for your listeners, you're not familiar with it. It's a pro-Vatican uh, news agency. And right. I'm going to tie some of this into the Antichrist. So, if you find that strange. Yeah. First, let me read the part that sounds. Well, let's just let me just read from the Zenit article. This right. is what the Pope said. Yeah, Zenit. Uh, how do you spell that? Zenit. Z e n i t. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. Z e n i t. Dot org. Yeah. And here's uh, what he said in his uh, mass, Catholic mass yesterday morning. An idolatry that kills, rather than engages in human sacrifices. Uh, was, was part of what Pope said. He said to lament rampant consumerism and attachment to money. And uh-huh. then he says, hungry children they don't have many medicines, they don't have education, they are abandoned. He says, this idolatry makes many people die of hunger, repeated Francis. Right. And then he says, we think of just one case. Of the 200,000 Rohingya children in refugee camps, there are 800,000 people there, of which 200,000 are children. They scarcely have anything to eat. They're malnourished without medicines. Lamented uh, Francis, who's going to go to Myanmar uh, about a month from now, and then Bangladesh. And then he says, our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. It also touches my heart that I won't fall into that, that I may be able to see. This is what Pope Francis told everybody to, to pray. Right. And then, uh, then it continues with, Attachment to the God of money also causes war, even within the family, noted the Pope. We all know what happens when inheritance is at stake, family split, and in hatred. And I right. have seen, now that last part is correct, I've seen weird things happen when people have an inheritance at stake. But his bigger point is the fact that he says, uh, Our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. So apparently he believes that somebody who has the ability to help these 800,000 people in Rohingya make sure that 200,000 of the children have food and all that. Well, where's my place of these children, by the way? What's the name of the place, Mason? Uh, Myanmar. Uh, used to be called Burma. Burma, yeah, Myanmar, yeah. yeah. yeah Which Myanmar, basically... Myanmar, yeah. 
yeah, it used to be Burma or Myanmar, which is a place where there's some pretty poor areas. It's actually uh, uh, well, this is this is on the this is on the, bo- the border areas, if I recall correctly. This is a minority, and it's uh, uh, throughout the uh, say the last several decades, uh, there have actually been Church of God people in Myanmar, and they mostly come from the non-Burmese population. And I've I've heard horror stories for years. Okay, now it's actually finally starting to make the national news. But anyway, the Pope says, "Look, uh, there's a big problem here. Those who have money should pray that uh, you know those who have such money should you know pray to God that He will uh, basically have them solve the problem." And it reminded me of a scripture in Revelation 13, verse 11. Now I've quoted this before, and when I read it, you'll know this because you've heard this a zillion times. It says, Then I saw another beast come out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like the dragon. Right. Now, we believe, uh, we, the continuing Church of God, believe this is a reference to the Antichrist. Uh, Now, what has this got to do with this? Well, you know, when people hear the Pope going out and saying, you know, you have to have to deal with this uh, money situation, uh, it sounds good. As a matter of fact, back in February of this year, he did a video uh, related to refugees, and he said, Don't abandon them. Uh, and these who are afflicted, especially the poor, the refugees, and the marginalized. And then he says, we live in towns that build towers, commercial centers, engaged in real estate business, but leave a part of themselves on the margin, on the peripheries. So he's essentially blaming uh, free enterprise uh, business owners for the fact that there are, there are poor people. I think his background is that uh, Pro Francis, though, is a communist. We know that. He's also a Satanist. And he doesn't believe in a personal relationship with God, which is kind of strange because the Vatican has got resources of hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide, but I don't see them dissolving those and paying for food or shelter or whatever or other means of protection for the poor and the destitute. I mean, this is pretty pretty corrupt behavior, isn't it? Well, it's... It's somewhat hypocritical. It's, it's not. I want to make it clear. Okay, I, I, I was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm not going to say that they don't. There, there are no Catholic charities. There's all kinds of Catholic charities, etc. Oh yeah. But, but in terms of attachment to to to, to money, um, I, I'm going to read a response from uh, from Catholic Answers on that later. But I want before I get to it, I want to read some more comments from this particular pope. Right. And he had declared a jubilee year that was supposed to end in November of 2016. All right? And here's something he said about it in February of 2016. He says, if the jubilee does not come out of your pocket, it's not a true jubilee, you understand? Now, get this. He's the one who called for this jubilee. He's from the Vatican, okay? Right. And the Vatican, I've been there. I don't know. Have you ever been there? Bill, I don't know if you've been there or not. No, no, I haven't been there, but I... Yeah, I've been I've been over to Europe though, and I've been to Milano, but not down to Rome. But I can tell you that Italy is a very wealthy place. I mean, when you look at the ancient architecture and stuff, these people are not poor. I mean, the upper echelons of the Vatican and the church and the lands they own and the buildings and whatever is crazy. Well, I've been you know I've been to Vatican City <coughs> seven, eight, nine times. I don't know how many times for sure. Right. Uh, and considering its small population. I want to read something else the Pope said related to the Jubilee thing. I guess I'll wait till we come back on the other side of the break as I hear your music starting to come yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been bumped by the bumper, as they say. <laughs> All right, well, we'll quote the Pope and go into some scriptures. 
Yeah, and then, well, as I said, the most important thing is that we present the evidence and we ask better questions. Isn't that amazing? Back in a moment with Dr. Bob Thiel. Cogwriter.com and CCOG.org. So, Dr. Bob, we have a list of things that you were thinking about right before the break. Uh, let's uh, start rolling. All right. Well, I'm going to go through some more things that the, 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 the Pope said. Uh, for your listeners who just came in, uh, the Pope commented that uh, people have a love of money, idolatry. They should be. They should open up their pocketbooks. They should give give more of it because there's hungry people in Myanmar and refugee camps and other places. And I want to read a, another quote from him. It says, if I'm not mistaken, more or less. I'm not certain the figures, but about 80% of humanity's wealth is in the hands of about 20% of the population. And he feels that this stuff should be given there to, to other people. Well, right. if you look at Vatican City, now I have, again, as I said, I've been there eight or ten times. They're really small. There's not that many people there. They definitely have their, uh, they have more than their 80% share for 20% of the population, let me tell you that. Yeah, in other okay. words, uh, in other words, uh, they're called, the, as the old saying is, they're the pot calling the kettle black. How's that? That's, that's, that's one way in order to, to, to look at it. Yes, I would, I would say that was it. Yeah, in other words, and, they're stating the obvious that everybody should give out of their heart to try to help people live less. But for the Vatican to say it's like, it's kind of disingenuous, isn't it? Well, it seems to, especially you know, when he became Pope. Before he was a cardinal, he was a Cardinal Jorge Mario uh, Barroso. And he said, right after he became Pope, within a couple of days, oh, how I would like like a poor church and for the poor. So he, he, he wanted a poor church and he wanted to be for the poor. Okay, that's what he said. And he said, actually then, uh, he said later that the reason he named himself Francis was after Francis Sissy. It was because of his love for the poor. And he says, how many poor people are still in the world and what great suffering they have to endure? Because of the example of uh, Francis de Sissi, the church has, has, to, has taken care of everybody, more or less, even though, but it doesn't happen. But, you know, in the U.S., we've got this expression, put your money where your mouth is. And before going further on that line, I want to read something that I ran across, uh, and that was, this is the question and answer at Ask a Catholic. Okay. Right. It says, I'm wondering why the Catholic Church has such a large amount of wealth as can be seen in the beautiful buildings and costly objects in them when Jesus clearly encourages us to sell all of our possessions, give the poor. Okay, that's the question. Now, here's the answer from askacatholic.com. First of all, because the historical riches it has going back to 33 AD are priceless and preserved for all Christendom. Well, you know, they claim that Peter founded uh, the Church of Rome, even though Catholic scholars actually say that wasn't the case. Right. Peter, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, when a a poor person looked at him, said, Silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right. So if the Church of Rome actually has, you know, some document that Peter wrote in 33 A.D. or something, uh, I can understand they wouldn't want to sell that. And I'm not, I don't begrudge 
keeping historical artifacts. I, I, okay, but we're talking more than that. We're, we're talking about things actually kind of gold and silver uh, and with jewels and such. And to say that they are priceless and preserved for all Christendom, uh, you know, Jesus said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Not do the things I say." <laughs> uh, you, well, you just simply don't see it. The, uh, the early Christian church trying to accumulate any wealth. Well, it's not just the wealth; it's the accumulations of the means for wealth. For example, people may not know this, but the earth and the religious systems of the earth are tied to the globalist are tied to the ancient pre-Christian religions and even pre-Israeli religions of the Druids. And the Vatican are plainly not Christian by any means whatsoever. When you look at the hat on the Pope's head, it actually is a fish hat that indicates it's the same God that the ancient Palestinians worship, Dagan. Okay, or let, the, let, me, let me interject there, by the way. Just yeah. this, this, yeah. this is for, for any Catholic listener thinking this is Catholic fashion. I challenge any Catholic who's ever been to St. <clears throat> Peter's Basilica in uh, Vatican City, you'll notice they have statues over there. And forget the idolatry side right now, but you'll notice the early bishops of Rome, claimed bishops of Rome or popes, not one of them has this fish hat you're talking about, all right? Right. Because they didn't adopt this until the 4th century after the time of Emperor Constantine. Right, and, exactly. Which was where the pagans took over the Catholic Church because... Uh, only 10% of the church after Constantine took over were the original, quote, Christians. And they were absorbed, and they even modified the so-called holy days after Constantine, who was a pagan emperor, took over the church. So this fish hat actually incorporated paganism over the Catholic church. So we're not Catholic batching. We want to clean up our act. And the Christians, whether they're originally Catholics or Mormons or whatever, we want them to get rid of their apostasy and get back to the original gospel, which is what the Canadian Church of God is trying to do, is return to the original gospel taught by Jesus that goes back to the original works that were given by God to Moses and the early prophets of the Old Testament, which unfortunately even the, the so-called Jewish religion right now is very apostate after 1,300 years in Babylon. So what we're dealing with is we're saying, Let's clean up our apostasy and return to the gospel. How's that? Yeah, with, 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 for example, like next week, one of the things we'll talk about when I'm on next week is this, uh, the Reformation situation. Now, we think the only way you know, Christian unity should truly happen is that people will actually go back to the original church teachings. As you said, right. teaching the truth about the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching right. the truth, doctrine, etc. As far as the Jews go, you know, there were problems with the Jewish religion. And the right. reason I mention that is, you know, being raised Catholic, I, I know the basic argument, which is basically, look, you know, for the, the classic, Catholic claim is that the original church, therefore, since they're the original church, they're the faithful one and they're the right ones and she should do what they say. Well, Jesus had the same basic argument with the Jews. They're saying, right. okay, we, we have Moses and we have the Old Testament, okay, and we have the original religion and you talk to, to Catholic scholars, yes, they'll say, yeah, yeah, the Jews had the original religion. But if you read the New Testament, obviously uh, that original religion was tainted. It wasn't oh, yeah. that everything associated with Judaism was wrong. And I'm not going to say everything associated with Roman Catholicism is wrong. Exactly, okay. yeah. yeah, and, yeah exactly, and that's yeah. why Catholics they get along with well and all that. But, right. but the Jews had the problem that they started to rely on uh, traditions and writings that were outside of... And rabbis, the rabbinical writings succeeded. Yeah, the rabbinical writings exceeded the value of the gospel of the Old Testament prophets and apostles and the Pentateuch, etc. 
Yeah. And even the, the commandments. So, the exactly. The traditions and writings exceeded the, the value of the words God gave, gave to his major minor prophets, if you want to call it. So anyway, so getting back to all this kind of stuff and with the financial <clears> side, uh, I believe that if the Pope is serious, that at some point in time he ought to uh, consider that they should sell some of the gold and silver and stuff they have. Again, I'm not telling them, I'm not suggesting, I mean, it's his words. He's the one telling people who have lots and lots of money, who have more than their fair share by his right, definition. But, but, they need to go let, out and give, give it to feed all let, these people let, in Myanmar. They have the money to do this. this well, let, let me insert something here that people will find a little shocking, but it's true. Uh, in 1293, the uh, then Pope kicked off the crown off the King of England because he wanted to indicate to him that his kingdom and all of the subject were actually owned by the Vatican. And people need to understand that the, the Fed Reserve System, which, by the way, we're part of, is still owned and controlled, just like the ancient Jesuits who controlled the financial systems under the Pope and all the kings of Europe. It still controls this financial system. People need to know that. So when they talk about money, they have control of the bankers that control the money as well. Welcome back, and uh, so Dr. Bob, you've got some really interesting stuff to tie this all together. Please continue. All right, well, I want to explain why I think that these calls from uh, the Pope are going to actually uh, tie in with the Antichrist, which Ooh. people think that's bizarre, but let me, let me first, I'm going to read a couple of biblical prophecies, and then I'm actually going to read some Catholic prophecies, by the way. The biblical prophecy would be Revelation 13, verse 16 to 17, it's talking about the Antichrist, causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, receives a mark on the right hand and foreheads that no one might buy or sell unless they've got the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Right. And people have heard that. And if you, if you go in Revelation 18, it talks about Babylon the Great, dwelling place of demons, cage for every clean and unclean and hated bird, etc., etc. Well, when you go into Jeremiah, now I'm going to go to the Old Testament. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah 5, starting verse 27, talk about if the cage is full of birds, so, so their houses are full of deceit. They've grown rich, they've grown fat. Uh, the cause, they don't plead the cause, the cause is fatherless, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, they don't defend. So I'll not punish them for these things. Now, of course, they, well, they're defending them. But they're yeah. not really doing it. Okay? And it says, An astonishing, horrible things have been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And people love to have it so. Right. So what will happen in the end? It's kind of a warning about the end time. Now, I mentioned I was going to read some Catholic prophecies. Now, here's one from a Catholic saint, uh, MacTilda, who died in 1299. Antichrist will, through base and false stratagem, and with presence of gold and gems, attain influence over the worldly princes. They will look up to him as their Lord and God. Well, what will happen if the Vatican decides to, let's say they get rid of a quarter of the wealth that they have there, of gold right. and gems? Well, you know what? They're going to be really popular with the world media. They could become very popular in Africa, Asia, and the uh, poor parts of the world. Or what if the European Union really does start to fall apart financially? The Vatican may just be what they'll need to prop them up because the Vatican has assets, right. tremendous assets. Well, here's another one. 
This is from one of their saints called Ephraim, who died in 375. And he said, this again, these are translations in English by Catholic priests, basically. Okay, Antichrist will use worldly goods as bait. He'll entice many Christians with money and goods to apostatize. The devil will help him find all the hidden treasures of the world, even those in the bottom of the ocean. With those treasures, he'll attain greater success for the reign of Satan than any other time in the past century. Wow. Again, this is from Catholic prophecy. Right. And the last one, I'm going to actually mention a Catholic saint people have actually heard of. The right. other two, maybe they're not familiar with, but this next one, if you were raised Roman Catholic, and even if you weren't, you may have heard of him. Right. This is uh, their saint and doctor of their church called Jerome. Now, Jerome oh, yes, is the yeah, one exactly. that's Latin Vulgate. He's the one that translated the Bible into Latin, okay? And he died around 420. And he said, <clears throat> Antichrist wow. will gain support with many gifts and money. He will sell himself to the devil. Whoa. And, and the Bible says that uh, the, the beast, the other beast, the king of North Beast, is going to accumulate lots of gold and silver and precious stones. You can read about that in Daniel chapter 11, verses 38 and 43. Right. And we also can go in Revelation 17, verse 4, where you hear about a seven-hilled, seven-mountain power that's going to have gold, precious stones, and pearls. Well, I've been, <laughs> been there, and they have those things. And right. so I suspect that what's going to happen is the Pope has been saying this for a long time. People have got to notice this hypocrisy. Okay, I'm not the only one who knows Pope Francis keeps telling people to spend money and give it all to the poor, and he hasn't done it. Okay, he's, he's got control over the Vatican finances and their wealth, and he's been doing it. But if he doesn't do it, let's say the next guy is the final Antichrist, and he certainly may will, will give stuff out. Now, I will comment here. Uh, for those who sound like this is Catholic bashing as well, I have dozens of books on Catholic prophecies, which I have read. And if anybody has read them, they would find out that according to Catholic prophecies, many Catholic writers, saints, prophets, venerable ones, have claimed that the final Antichrist will be a bishop of Rome or a priest of Rome or a cardinal of Rome or something like that. This is not uh, something... Right, yeah. In fact, if you just selectively take only Catholic saints and prophets over the last 2,000 years, you don't even need to go outside to the Catholic ones to actually finger. In fact, remember this uh, bishop from Ireland that went and, and actually Malachi. named the Malachi. Yeah? And Malachi actually named the lineal sequence, and it's so dang accurate, it's like it's, it makes the hair stand on the back of your neck. It's like, uh oh. So he obviously was tapped in somehow spiritually to see this, and right. it would be it would be God would be even speak to people who are inside the Catholic Church because remember there are Christians in the Catholic Church you know God is long suffering, right. there's Christians in the Catholic Church people have to understand even though they're in great apostasy just like there's apostate churches they're, they're have filthy rags on them they're still Christians in those God churches will, God will judge who the Christians who the real Christians are exactly yeah, yeah. but exactly. as far as this goes the reality is you're talking about the Malachi prophecy the, right. Mal the last one essentially says that the last guy is basically the Antichrist and um, I wasn't going to mention it but I have a book called The Last Pope, and we've got uh, Francis on the cover. Now, I don't right. think Francis is going to be the last pope, and I've never said he was. But, but according to Catholic prophecy, that Malachi list, it's supposed well, to be him. Well, let, let, says, let, let me throw something on. I want to get yeah. your response before we sure. forget this. It's really important to understand that 
when you have a convergence of newsletters like Gerald Salente's and Mark Weiss has been predicting all these cycles, mm-hmm. all of these financial experts are saying that next year, 2018, there's going to be a massive financial collapse. Now, if America gets a cold, the rest of the world is going to have a cardiac arrest. So if the Vatican is going to sell off their wealth, next year is going to be the year. Because next year, the world, the world is going to crash like 1929. I don't know when the big crash may come, but I do know that we are, we are setting ourselves up for one. Uh, no, no, I'm telling you, the, it's a series, of, a series of Jenga sticks. The first crash, and crash is, I'm talking about plural, the first big crash is next year before the 2018 midterm elections. And that's, we that's not a... See that. We that's going to happen. All the financial experts are predicting it. And I can tell you, since October 1, I've been having some really ugly dreams. And these are recurring ones from different perspectives. And when the spiritual things, when you're praying, and again, I want Christians out there to pray on this, when you're praying and your, your financial experts are telling you the same thing that the Spirit's telling you, and you look at the Bible prophecy and look at your books about the final pope, you got to say the Pope is saying this because next year when all hell breaks loose, there's going to be all, millions of people are going to starve to death unless the Pope hands over a whole lot of the wealth of the Vatican. And guess what? He's going to get so popular by even dissolving a tenth of its wealth, it's going to be mind-boggling. Did you know that the Pope has a number one? You think Trump has a big tweet audience? He's got like 145 in his tweet and Facebook, whatever. The Vatican, this Pope Francis, is orders of magnitude way more popular than, than Donald Trump or any other world leader. The Pope is the most popular person in modern history right today. Today. He, 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 yeah, I haven't looked up his Q his, rating or whatever. His number numbers are freaking ridiculous. He's got like... No, he, he, he's, certainly, he's certainly popular, although, uh, and you said this to, to me on the break, and I'll just bring it up, and that is there are Catholic cardinals and others who've wondered if this guy is faithful to the Catholic Church and is not... Uh, Oh, they know he isn't. I mean, right. I can tell you, I've been in contact with the Catholics. He, this guy they know is an anti-pope. I mean, uh, give an example, and this is a medical fact. Only one person, woman in ten, with a positive PCR test for Zika virus is going to have a child with a birth defect or die of brain damage or get blindness. But the Pope already gives an absolution that if you have an abortion because they have a PCR positive test, even if the child doesn't have an ultrasound abnormality, you already have an absolution against doing an abortion. That's pretty dang obscene. So you don't have to have an abnormal ultrasound or anything else. Just a PCR test, and the, don't worry, the Vatican's already give you an advanced absolution against the sin of abortion. That well, is a good example of just how bad this guy is. Well, on that, though, this will go back to historical issues. We were in uh, the Netherlands last year for the Feast of Tabernacles, and we had a, what is called a free walking tour, and they were explaining that... Uh, Sailors would get indulgences so they could spend time with prostitutes. So they didn't oh, no. To go, so they didn't have to go to confession on the, when they're running back to their ships. They could do it, do it beforehand. And that's oh, where no. the money oh, no. building churches in Amsterdam years ago. Oh, yeah. And the church wow. got rid of that, but they still do other things, as you indicated, which is not proper. Yeah, and exactly. We'll see what we can cover in the next <laughs> yeah. segment. Amazing. That's really history. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Why? My Christian brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church to kind of interact. I think there's a lot of bishops and cardinals who say they're freaked out. A lot of them don't know what to do next. I mean, they really have a problem with the the literally a bunch of cardinals because you have to understand what's going on in a lot of churches, including a lot of the big mega churches in America. 
is so disgustingly apostate. For example, abortion shouldn't exist in a nation that says 78% of people in the country in America are Christians. They claim that on their voter cards. I'm a Christian. They claim it, but they don't act it. They don't yeah, let, it. let me tell you, when they get to the gate of heaven and they're seeing you know, the old story about St. Peter, no, they don't see St. Peter. But when they get to the gate of heaven and they see Yeshua Jesus, there's a trap door for them not a, not a walk in through the gate. <laughs> and well, of course... It, well, you know that's not how it's going to go. But the rea- yeah, I know. I'm just being sarcastic. Here. Kind of stuff. But the reality yeah. is, your 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 basic point, which is, if the nation was Christian, we would not allow abortion, is 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 correct. Right. But what's amazing to me is God actually sends almost like a judgment. We've got this apostate pseudo religion, Islam, tied down to globalism. And they're more pro-life than most Christians. Sorry, and believe it or not, Catholics are far more pro-life than the average Protestant. People, I found this out the hard way. It was uh, disgusting. More, more pro-life Jesus than Protestants. But yeah, that, yeah. Even though, yeah. Even though you know, some Protestants have allowed abortion throughout history, but that's another matter. But right. anyway, just to wrap up of what we were, our first subject, so we can try to get to the second subject. Yeah, for yeah go ahead. Yeah. Is that basically, look, Pope Francis for years keeps saying, People who have money should spend it. His poor, his church should be poor, and for right. the poor, okay, right. they have the money to solve some of these issues. They haven't done it yet. I suspect if there's a massive economic crisis, whether it's 2018 or 2019 or later, uh, the, the Vatican is going to decide they're going to use their wealth, pledge their wealth, or do something to help to do something, which I think will you know, enable the rise of the final Antichrist, or at least support the final Antichrist. And again, that is consistent with Roman Catholic prophecies. Okay, so that's, and it's also consistent with Scripture. Anyway, the other subject we were going to talk about is kind of a silly one, in a sense, and that is that uh, the current scientists have said that uh, the universe should not exist. And we started to talk about this at the beginning of the segment, and basically, and I'll try to simplify this, and you, 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 you know about this, and that is they say that the way they understand how the universe is put together, now that's the first law. The way they understand, they don't believe Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, right. <laughs> but the way they understand it, uh, antimatter and matter should have been made at the same time, and therefore there should be basically equal amounts of matter and antimatter. And therefore they would cancel itself out, and it would be all gone. They would annihilate each other, and it shouldn't, should not exist. And, of course... It does exist, you know, the universe does exist, or we wouldn't be here. But uh, there's a, a scripture, and I've read this one before. This is talking about the last times. This is from Second uh, Timothy 3. Uh, I'm going to read verse 7 from the old King James Version of the Bible. Right. It says, they're ever, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I'm certain that these current scientists, this is over in Europe, by the way, these are the same people that have the Large Hadron Collider and all that stuff. I'm believe that they are intelligent people. Uh, they collect data, and they look at data, and they, they know all kinds of stuff about uh, particles that I don't know much even, but I don't know much about. Okay, I'm sure they're brilliant in certain respects. Well, to some extent. I, I've actually changed the term intelligent to intelligent, J-U-N-K. Okay, well, then they do have... Inte- they, and they do they, have they, they're not intelligent, because a real intelligent person realizes if your theory can't explain things, for example... 
None of these scientists can explain matter antimatter. They can't explain the punctuated recreation that the hand of God creates mankind and all the other living things on the planet. And they certainly can't have by spontaneous, uh, you know, mutations to create new oh, life forms. Yeah, life could not possibly just start. Yeah, you know, like a butterfly yeah, with the with the imprintation on its wing of a leaf that happens to sit on the plant. Come on now, really. You know, it, 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 it is the fingerprints of God all over every living thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's it's so ridiculous that a couple of years ago, and I think you, I may have mentioned this on your show, they were actually trying to claim that life came from Mars or from outer space because there's no way it could have evolved any and started on the Earth. Okay. Well, the problem is that's still true. There was no way their explanation works. It still doesn't work. And you know, it also reminds me of something that Paul wrote Timothy. He said, "Timothy, keep what's committed to your trust." This is from First Timothy six twenty and twenty one. Uh, avoid profane and vain babbling. Vain babbling. Okay, vain means that they're vanity. They don't know what they're talking about. And here's the next part. And oppositions of science falsely so-called. Now, you and I believe in science. But it's right. real science. Okay? Yeah. But when they're trying to tell us that, you know, the universe just popped up, and I'm sure they all this antimatter and got rid of it, and that didn't Oh, work. yeah. Then it's like Stephen Hawking. Who, popped up. It's, yeah, it's like Stephen Hawking who discovered, uh, you know, black holes, but the guy is a moron because he can't explain things. And he makes statements off the cuff just because he happens to have ALS in a wheelchair. He's somehow considered to be brilliant and the final answer to things, and he's not. You know, well, by the way, he said he's wrong on the black holes, by the way. I don't know if you've read that. But you yeah. too, we came out and kind of backed off on that one. Right. But, but, the, but the point, the, the point remains, and that is that uh, they act like they have answers that they don't because it contradicts their view. Now, right. I remember when I took uh, geometry, and they teach you something called proofs. Okay? Right. And the teacher said, okay, to prove something is correct, you've got to go through all this process. But then he said something to effect. Now, to prove something wrong, all you got to do is find one thing wrong with it. What is, the, you know, is, it, is it possible? If it's not possible, it couldn't have happened. Okay? Right. Which means their theory, therefore, that antimatter and matter was created at the same time <clears throat> with equal amounts is obviously false. Because <laughs> there would be well, I, I, I saw a calculation by someone who talked about the spontaneous generation of one cell, of one primitive cell. And the spontaneous generation of one cell would require 10 to the power of, I think, 10,675 times the known universe of 460 quadrillion galaxies to create one cell through 15 trillion years. Well, except it's worse than that. And yeah. you've probably heard me say that. And we're talking about multiples of the actual known universe. But yeah. Okay, let's give yeah. them the cell, okay? Here, right. Here's why we have to give them the cell, because they're going to say there's all these planets and all this kind of stuff. We're going to give them their cell, okay? And I'm going to give them one more thing that would not happen. Right. I'm going to let it be alive, okay, which wouldn't happen without God, but we'll give them that. What will happen? It will die. <laughs> why right. would it die? Because this cell didn't have a nucleus or a brain. It didn't have the DNA to tell it to go and eat. And if it went to eat, guess what it would do? It would die because it didn't know it had to have a digestive system in order to utilize it, so it would die. And then what would happen if all it had all that? It would still die because how would a single cell without God know it needed to reproduce? Why would it care? Okay, if it could even have caring. Okay, so the whole theory. Yeah, in other words, the survival, the survival instinct imprinted even in primitive life forms is what you're saying. It's, 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 the, the, it's not possible that it could. Their idea that there was some warm goo someplace, that somehow this water moving back and forth, this liquid, became, something became alive, and then somehow it accidentally ate, digested things, and learned how to reproduce. 
And then because it did that, uh, well, it was guided I, 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 by some I, instinct to to become better. It's, it's, it's absurd. Oh, it's this fits in. It fits in with also the same Pope pushing the alien gospel, which is that alien life forms recreate us from a lower life form. So that's what that twist they want to do is to say they would believe in a version of alien induced, or, you know, spread. We call it. Uh, uh, remember that theory that was out in the Middle Ages about panspermia. <clears throat> it's a form of uh, Vatican-induced panspermia with aliens already upgrading life forms on our planet by genetic engineering. But if you look at humans, for example, we have a different number of chromosomes, and our chromosomes are, are not central. They're eccentric chromosomes compared to all of the primates. And our chromosome number is different. So if you tried to create a human from, say, a lower life form, you'd kill it. And it certainly wouldn't reproduce or be more complex. We have a tiny fracture of the DNA, a fraction of the DNA, say, of a banana. But humans are more complex. You can't well, explain more complex, that. The scripture makes it clear. For example, um, you know, whales and dolphins have bigger brains than humans, and chimpanzees have similar sized brains, right? Well, the right. Bible says there's a spirit in man, and that spirit gives him understanding. This is a spirit that's not in animals, okay? Right. Uh, but they they ignore that. They're like, oh, we just evolved from this, and therefore, if, if if you take it down to their level, we're all just we're just a different animal, like all the rest of them, and uh, right. there's no purpose, there's no God, there's no anything. It's it's, it's they they've got this atheistic religion, right? Well, which see, leads to death. Right. It doesn't lead to anything. It does it doesn't lead to truth or logic? But they like to say that they're scientists, and those of us who actually believe the word of God and who are scientists are not. Yeah, well, I, I like to use the term that they're not scientists, they're scientistic. They look like scientists, but it's like aspartame. Tastes like sugar, ain't sugar. This isn't science, it is it? It's, it's caused terminal death of your intellect and death of your soul because it gives you a gospel. It's a man-made gospel. It's a, it's a human-created, you know, cybernetic gospel from their the, the dark side. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to be back next Thursday. I appreciate your amazing discussion today, Dr. Bob. Yeah, there's some uh, some serious things going on. This month, we're going to have uh, a special on next week, by the way, on the 31st with Jonathan Gray. Also, the same day that the Pope's going to declare the end of the Protestant Reformation. Back tomorrow with Josh Bernstein and Jonathan Gray will be back, too. Your memory, your sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.